Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from 2 Samuel chapter 20 through verses 23. And this closes out the episode of David bringing the ark to Jerusalem. One of the last few days we've talked about this in, this in depth. David brings the ark up from the house of Obed-Edom to Jerusalem. And there's a theme today I want to focus on with this idea of bringing the ark to Jerusalem. Some would say this is a political ploy by David. In our postmodern context, we read everything based on power. Who has the power? Follow the money. You hear that all the time in, in political discourse. Scripture doesn't always play by those rules, and you'll make a big mistake if you think this is a power play by David, some political move. It's much deeper than that. And there's a phrase in this passage that appears over and over again. It appears six different times in chapter 6. And it is the phrase, before the Lord. David dances before the Lord. David is before the Lord. It's not saying David is a place of precedence before the Lord, but he is in the presence of the Lord. Everything he does is with God put first. There's this old ancient Latin phrase, quorum Deo, which means in the presence of God. Everything is before God. Everything is in his presence. God saturates everything I do and think. And that is how David operates. So here is this part where Michael, the wife of David, we mentioned this yesterday, that she is not happy with her husband at all. There's this sense of, David, you don't know your rightful place in the world. You're the king of Israel. You better act with dignity. Don't, don't belittle the royal family by acting a fool and stripping off your royal garments and dancing about like a child. You see, in the ancient world, grown men, they didn't run, and they didn't do things like dance in front of a lot of people. But David could care less. David was marching to the beat of a different drummer, so to speak, in how he looked at the world. So David really didn't care about the trappings of royalty the way that, that Michael did. We see some corruption in the thought of Michael. We see this haughtiness and this pride well up in the heart of Michael, the wife of David. Michael being the daughter of Saul, this is so important because she would carry on the offspring of King Saul. Let's go and look at our text now. This is uh, the ESV, and in a minute that's important. We're going to talk about the English Standard Version for just a second, this particular passage. But this is 20 through 23 of chapter 6. And David returned to bless his household, but Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today and covering himself today before the eyes of his servants. Female servants is one of the vulgar fellows, shamelessly uncovers himself. And David said to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me above your father and above all his house to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord, and I will celebrate before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in your eyes. But my female servants of whom you have spoken, by them I shall be held in honor. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. So we see quickly, as we just look at it from an external perspective, just a 24,000-foot flyover here, we realize that Michael's not happy. She's angry with David, and it's almost comical. You can see some interactions with husbands and wives even this day, sometimes when 
wives are not happy with their husbands or vice versa, you get these kinds of exchanges. But this is not just a spat between a husband and a wife. This is a very deep disagreement in how you'll order your life. Let me explain what I'm talking about. You'll pick up some of this in the context of the passage where David says to her really quick, the Lord chose me above your father, before the Lord. There's that phrase, before the Lord. He chose me above your father in his house. Your father's house was rejected. I am the prince of Israel, and I am the Lord of his people, and I will celebrate the Lord. So I I don't really care what you think, Michael. I'm going to worship God, and I'm going to put God first. Now, there is a difficulty here in translation in verse 22. I want to read just that first part so you can get the difficulty. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this. So there's the phrase. David's going to make himself more contemptible. The argument is, in whose eyes will David be contemptible? Will it be in his own eyes or in the eyes of Michael? Now, the old Hebrew, the Hebrew text reads that David will be contemptible in his own eyes. But the Septuagint, and I don't want to get into this long discussion of what the Septuagint is, but the Septuagint basically is the Greek translation of the Old Testament that was very popular in the days of Jesus. It was translated around 250 B.C. There's debate about that. It might have even been closer to the time of Jesus when it was totally translated. But we know this Greek translation of this passage says basically that David was contemptible in the eyes of Michael. And that's the ESV goes with that translation. And there's there's some debate either way because the context makes you think possibly that he's contemptible in the eyes of Michael because he con- contrasts that with being approved by the women of Israel. Now, these would be the women's servants, not just any women walking around in Israel. Now, David's not trying to you know, impress the ladies of Israel and show off his bravado and, and physique. That's not in the passage at all. We moderns tend to read that in there, but that is not what's going on. But there is this idea that he is contrasting maybe Michael holding him with contempt versus the ladies of Israel esteeming him because of his devotion to God, because of his humility, the commoner, seeing a humble king. Now, that's one way to read it. The Hebrew could lead you to believe, though, that David is saying, I will be contemptible in my own eyes. Either way, the cookie crumbles on that and how you translate that passage. David is basically saying, I will humble myself. I will put God first. And I don't care what you think. I don't really care what I think. I just care about what God thinks. I think there's something to be learned there, that attitude of, I don't really care what the popular culture thinks. I don't really care what even my family members say. I'm going to put the Lord Jesus Christ first in everything I do. And we see a or an attribute of David that you don't see in the reign of Saul. Saul was prideful. That's why he got in so much trouble. Think about it. Why did Saul hate David? He was prideful. He was jealous. And that pride led to the downfall of King Saul. David is humble in contrast. He's humble before the Lord. He puts the Lord first. He doesn't care what people think. He realizes it's all by grace. He realizes he was just a poor shepherd boy and God put him on the throne. So it was all God's doing. Before the Lord is the phrase to think about. 
Now, we know that David talks about, like in Psalm 131, David talks about his own humility. Listen to what he says here. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. So David writes there in the Psalms, look, look Lord, I'm not, I'm not going to put myself up on a pedestal. I'm not going to look too high. I'm going to understand my place in the universe. So David, being this king before the Lord, that, that phrase, let's think about what before the Lord means as we move forward. It literally means this, in the personal presence of and in the sight of the Lord. Literally, if you're to translate this word for word, this idea before the Lord, it means to face the Lord or to the face of the Lord, to be toward the face of the Lord. Like I said earlier, it's to bask in God's presence. God is fully present in everything I do. There's no part of my life that I don't turn over to God. So David is saying I'm fully available to God. He's always before me. But I want to close you with some thoughts as Christians as we think about the humility of David and how that applies to us today. Paul says this, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Of course, that's the famous passage from Philippians 2, the servant song. We are to have the heart of Jesus. Jesus is the true Davidic king. Jesus is the perfect Davidic king. He was humble even to the obedience of death on the cross. That's the Savior we have, humble. We also see in Philippians 2, 3 through 4, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. You can see the conceitedness of Michael, can't you, in that story? Michael, what are you doing, David? Why would you act like that? And Paul tells us as Christians, we don't do anything from selfish ambition and conceit. It's not about us. But how are we to live? In humility. Count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And in King David, we have that kind of king. He cares about his people. He really does. I think that's why he's so angry when Uzzah is killed. He feels guilty for what's happened to Uzzah in that story. Well, I hope this has challenged you as we think about being humble people, looking at David as the example of humility, that we live our lives always before the face of the Lord, and we know our place in the universe. He is Lord and I'm not. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope you join us back tomorrow. Tomorrow you'll have a treat uh, tomorrow you will have Philip and Devin together uh, discussing a really important passage, 2 Samuel chapter 7. So I hope you tune in for that tomorrow. God bless.